match, man. You know the fuck that nigga. Play on me, man. <laughs> Fuck it, let's get it. Yes, sir. What's popping with y'all, man? Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Until Further Noise podcast. I am the flies, highest, coolest, smoothest host of them all. Oh, gee. Nah, man, hold on, man. It's the, it's the last episode of 2021. It's the last motherfucking episode of 2021. Let them niggas know who you is, B. <laughs> Let them niggas know who you is, B. <laughs> oh, gee. Ash, man, you know the fuck it is, man. What's up with the motherfucking people, man? How the fuck is y'all doing, man? It's episode 73, man. We're on the grind of 100, man. This shit won't stop for a motherfucking soul. I tell you that shit each and every motherfucking me week, man. I don't be lying. Uh, I want to say shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to everybody around the world, man. It's tapped in, join this conversation, man. Hope you out there looking good, fella. Good, staying safe, man. It's a whole lot of shit. Whole lot of shit. <laughs> It's a whole lot of shit going on, man, out there in them trenches, man. So hopefully you out there looking good, feeling good, staying safe. Um, damn, man. End of 2021. Damn. <laughs> this shit going by fast as a motherfucker, ain't it? <laughs> you know, I, I want to say this, man, before, we, before I get into the docket. Man, we got a live show on the docket I want to get into, man, before I get the fuck up out of here for the year. Um, You know, just for me to you, for to the fans, man, I want to apologize for last week's episode. Your last week's episode was pure garbage, man. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> last week's episode was pure garbage, bro. From a quality standpoint, I don't know what the fuck happened, fam. I recorded the episode. Shit was all good. Uh, when I edited, the shit just sounded horrible to me. Uh, I didn't really want to put it out, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I, I just put the shit out for some reason. <laughs> uh, for all my people that be watching the visual, uh, you know, the visuals on YouTube, on the Until FN YouTube channel. Shout out to everybody that subscribed to that. Go subscribe to that, by the way, if you're not at Until FN you on YouTube. Uh, ring that bell, drop a comment, subscribe, all that good shit the YouTube would say. Um, but for everybody that watches the YouTube channel who is waiting on the visual, my apologies. You know what I'm saying? I dropped the visual like, nigga, on what, Monday or some shit? Sunday or some shit like that? I dropped it late as fuck. It didn't come out on Friday as it, as it usually does. I wish this episode will be coming out on time. I don't know. Like I said, shit just happened, bro. The, the quality of the episode was so trash. Uh, I just didn't like the way it sounded. Plus, it was Christmas and shit like that. So, niggas was ripping, ripping and running and shit like that. Getting pulled in all types of different directions, man. Celebrating holidays with the family and shit. Which we're going to get into a little bit later in the podcast. Uh, but, well, just for me to you guys, I apologize for that. Because I was a little bit upset with that episode. I ain't going to lie to you once I listened back to it. I felt like the shit I was saying was, you know what I'm saying? It was a good episode for as far as the, the shit I was saying. But... Just the way that shit sounded, bro. It really made me, you know what I'm saying, step my, step my, uh, you know, it really made me think harder about the equipment I'm finna purchase and make sure I get the top notch shit, the, the top tier shit, so I can make sure that shit never happens again. But we gotta step to 2022 on the right path. Um, but like I said, man, we off that shit. <laughs> I'm done apologizing, you niggas, B. <laughs> I'm sorry, nigga. <laughs> um, but it's the last show on the motherfucking me docking, man. Like it says, and 2021, man. It's the last episode, 2021 episode, motherfucking me 73 on the grind and 100. So we're gonna we gotta do a recap of 2021. We're gonna do a Christmas recap. We're gonna do the exp- uh, the excitement that 22 holds for your boy in this podcast and for you guys and everybody that's tapped in on, on this audio adventure. Uh, we're gonna get into 
You know, so I got some shit I got to say about Tupac, man. I caught myself watching a fucking Suge Knight documentary on fucking stars earlier. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck I clicked on it, but I clicked on it. And I and it made me think about some shit I felt about Tupac that I never really expressed to a lot of people. Um, a few people know how I feel about Tupac, but I really got to express myself on this platform because I'm kind of tired of the bullshit. Um, we'll get to Kareem, Kareem taking shots at LeBron. I think that nigga's salty at the inevitable, man. After another fantastic performance by LeBron James tonight, just to throw that in there. Uh, we're going to talk about what the fuck is a stream. We got to talk about what the fuck is a stream, man. As a content creator, I'm start, it's really starting to piss me off, man. I've been talking about what the fuck is a stream. Joe Budden been talking about the shit for years now. But T-Pain dropped some shit on, on Twitter, man. It got everybody talking. And everybody want to know what the fuck is a stream and how you make money from streaming and shit like that. And it's all about music. But that shit bleeds over into the podcast industry as well. Because this is basically just like the fucking music industry at a, at a certain point when it comes all this streaming shit. But we're going to get into all that shit, man. <laughs> We're going to get to a whole bunch of shit on this episode, bro, before we get the fuck up out of here. Um, I'm just going to get to the Christmas recap, man. Christmas was great as a motherfucker, bro. <laughs> I ain't going to fake it. You know, if this is last week's episode, bro, whoever stuck through that shit. <laughs> Listen to last week's episode, man. I told y'all how the episode was going to be coming out on my dad's death anniversary. And I hate saying death anniversary, but that's, you know, that's what the fuck it is. And, um... Around this time, around that time of year, you know what I'm saying, the family is pretty, pretty gloomy. You know what I'm saying? My dad and my grandfather died on the same date. Years apart, but same date. Um, so the family is pretty, pretty down, especially for the sons of those individuals. And, um, you know, with this whole COVID shit, niggas be in the house, niggas be, you know what I'm saying, shit, holidays just really ain't felt like holidays. Um, but this year, you know what I'm saying, I did step out, you know what I'm saying, I went to chill with my family. Uh, we play pool, niggas is drinking, laughing, having a good time, music playing, dogs is running around that motherfucker, everybody in their Christmas onesies and pajamas and shit like that. Shit was a vibe, you know what I'm saying? It was a family vibe. Because you know what I'm saying, with this COVID shit, it's not too many times that everybody's in the same household together. Uh, so it, it felt good to see that food, you know what I'm saying? All types of shit, like I said, drinks, weed, all, all types of shit, nigga. <laughs> um, but it was a good, it was it was a good moment to have because yeah, and not to get too deep on the podcast, but I tell people all the time, or I've been telling people lately that, especially my little brother, in these moments is that you gotta cherish these moments, fam, because one thing this COVID shit has really opened my eyes to is that at any moment type shit, not just one, but multiple people in your family could tap out. You know what I'm saying? And with these moments, you have to you got to make sure you cherish them because you don't know who it can be at any point in time. So me in those moments, I'm sitting back, scoping, seeing, observing, and shit like that, seeing people laugh, seeing seeing people playing pool, seeing the dogs barking, playing with each other, and you know, some people laugh, having a good time, music playing, dominoes, all types of shit like that. That shit, I'm I'm that's, that's a memory that previously in my life, you know, what I'm saying prior to all this COVID shit. I truly, honestly, never would have even gave a fuck about because it would have been a normal occurrence, a normal event for your boy. But it's like now, as I get older, and especially going through this COVID shit, just all my crime or Morion crime, whatever the fuck this oh shit is, <laughs> whatever this oh shit is, <laughs> it really just you know it's a height of my senses that I need to really appreciate what the fuck is what is going on and living this moment 
because at any point in time, this shit can really motherfucking change. Niggas can tap out. I can tap out. You never fucking know. Niggas tap out every day, B. <laughs> Niggas tap out every motherfucking day. Uh, but Christmas was a vibe, fam. I ain't gonna lie to you. Niggas was getting gifts. I got gifts. I got people gifts. Uh, just being around the family was a good motherfucking vibe. Had interesting conversations with my with my peoples that I'm beginning to on this podcast. But it was just a good motherfucking moment, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. It was, it was a good motherfucking moment, bro. Uh, hopefully everybody out there enjoyed y'all Christmas. Times like this, I really wish I had uh, <laughs> a lot live in call just so I can uh, have them call in so they can express how they felt this Christmas because it's different now. You know what I'm saying? I still feel like, yeah, we like, what, two years into this COVID shit? But this shit's still fairly new. I still feel like this shit is, is different. Like, I feel like everybody's Christmas and holidays is different now. Ain't nobody truly turning up how they used to turn up. Or it just don't feel the same. Maybe it's just for me. I don't know. I am out here in Arizona, fam. It don't snow. <laughs> it don't snow. I, I miss a snowy Christmas, bitch. <laughs> That's what I miss. <laughs> I can't wait to move from this motherfucker, man. <laughs> um. But that's real shit, man. Uh, <laughs> um, moving on. Let's get to the 2021 year recap. It's been a lot of shit that happened, you know, so over the year of this podcast. Now, honestly, I, I, I can get into, you know, some of the pop culture shit, all the shit that's happened in the news, the media, and all that. It's been so much shit, bro. I don't remember. <laughs> I talked about so much shit on this podcast, bro. I don't even remember. That's one thing about 2021, but it was always something. So I think it'd just be much easier for me and much more meaningful for me to, to express to y'all the, the the recap of this podcast. Because sometimes I truly don't be tripping off what I'm doing. Like, I, I just think I just hop on the camera, hop on the mic, turn on the lights, and, and just do some shit. But I never truly think about the growth of the podcast, the, the success of the podcast so far and shit. Like, I don't think about shit like that. But as I sat back earlier, you know, these last couple of days before I came here and recorded, and I just thought about, you know what I'm saying, the podcast and what it's done for me and what it's done for the people, you know what I'm saying, it's been tapped in around the world. This shit is phenomenal, bro. Like, I can't I can't really shortchange this shit. Like, I was going to come in here and be on some humble shit. And I, I feel like I'm still humble, but I was going to come in here on some, like, play it down. I can't do that no more. And the reason why I can't do that, fam, is because, you know, I got people that be tapping in from Australia. Uh, New Zealand, um, Germany, uh, all all over, bro, all over, all. I can't even listen to the motherfucker. Me, you know what? Fuck that. We finna listen to motherfuckers, bro. Fuck it. <laughs> I finna shout y'all out, man, because y'all, y'all, y'all really turned me. Y'all really made me feel away this year. I ain't gonna cap to you. Um, but the reason why I really bring it up is because uh, let me say first. Let me say Barbados, Germany, Russia, India, Ireland. Canada, Brazil, Netherlands, Egypt, Pakistan, South Africa, Singapore, Nicaragua, uh, United United Arab Emirates, Indonesia, Australia, Thailand, Kuwait. Shout out to all y'all, man. Shout out to all the countries around the world that's tapped in and joined this conversation. Once again, I don't know how the fuck you do it. (laughs) I I can't believe it's this podcast, but shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Tap in, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tap in, man. <laughs> Let's keep doing this shit. But when you guys reach out to me, you tell me how this podcast has been helping you get through shit or how you be you can't wait for the episodes and stuff like that. That stuff really does something for me. 
You know what I mean? That's the reason why when I bring the when I bring guests on the on this uh on this podcast, people be thinking that I'm just bigging them up. You know, so I'm on their nuts. So I'm, I'm 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 hyping. I'm gassing them up. And that's not the case, fam. You know what I'm saying? And bringing these guests onto this podcast, I truly felt like that was something that I need to do for this platform. Because when I first started this this podcast, I told you guys I want to bring people here and I really felt should get their flowers. You know what I mean? I mentioned earlier, you know what I'm saying? John Madden, once again, rest in peace. You know, he passed away on Christmas Day. You know, he had a, he had a documentary that aired where people just, you know what I'm saying, sat back. All the people he, he impacted in life sat back and gave him his flowers on camera, just directly to him. And he was able to get that. Now, unfortunately, he passed away three days later. But he was actually able to get his flowers from people. And that's the main thing I want to do with this podcast, bro, because I honestly feel like people don't give people their flowers until other people start doing it. I truly feel like that. Now, it is tied to when people die. But even, even with that, until other people start publicly giving people their flowers, that's when other motherfuckers start doing it. And I ain't trying to do that, bro. I tell motherfuckers all the time, I believe in karma. <laughs> I want my flowers, nigga. When it's time for me to tap out, I want to tap out knowing that I was appreciated. I want to tap out knowing that motherfuckers actually felt that I was a good dude. I, I, I truly motherfucking do. Now, there's some motherfuckers that may say, that ain't genuine. He ain't doing it for the right reasons. Fuck you, bitch. Suck my dick. <laughs> but no, no, in all seriousness, that's why I do it. I, I, I honestly feel those things about these people that I bring on this podcast. I ain't just saying they dope because we on camera. What the fuck, nigga? If I if I don't think you dope, you're not coming on my podcast. That's, that's truly what the fuck it is. It's motherfuckers that be wanting to come here all the time. I'm not going to say no names because I truly fuck with them in real life. But, nigga, if I don't think you got some dope shit to bring to the table and talk talk to the people about, what the fuck we going to talk on here about? You know what I'm saying? The weather? <laughs> no, bitch. <laughs> we talk about real shit on this podcast. Like, we, we truly do. So it was big for me to bring them people on here to talk to you guys and get those conversations to you guys because I know that's truly what you guys want. From day one, ever since I started this podcast, people have been telling me to bring people on here and express those, you know, those uh those views and have those opinions stay on this podcast. So I was happy, I was happy that I was able to do that for you guys this year. This year has been a challenging motherfucking year as a content creator. It's been a, it's been a hell of a motherfucking ride because early on to this journey. It's crazy that 2021 went by so fast because in 2020, when this shit first started, I didn't know what the fuck this was going to be. I still don't, but I kind of got an idea because now I know I truly want to do this shit. Like It's always been a goal of mine. It's always been a dream of mine. It's always been a possible passion project. But in 2020, I was so nervous because I did not know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know who I was, who I was trying to talk to. I didn't know if I was talking to myself. I didn't know. Yeah, I seen and I seen, you know what I'm saying, numbers here and there, but I just truly didn't motherfucking know. Now that you see niggas got better mic, niggas got a better camera, niggas got better lights now. Like money is starting to be invested into this project because now I understand that this just isn't about me no more. Like there's people actually telling me I'm impacting them and I'm giving them a, a positive view on life right now. I'm gonna tell you about I'm gonna take it back right fast. I'm gonna take it back right fast. And I may be all over the place, but if you a day one listener, you followed along pretty fucking well. <laughs> I'm going to take you back right fast to Christmas night. You know, this past Christmas, I had two conversations. Two conversations with, with, with people in my family. One was with my uncle. Shout out to my uncle. Um, he let me know that 
me doing this podcast is helping him become a better person. Him seeing me do something that I truly believe in and, and dedicate my time and my and, and my life to is helping him do the same thing. Now, don't get it fucked up. My uncle good. Nigga got a good job. Wife got a good job. Beautiful family. Dogs. Nice house. Car. All that good shit. But like I was telling you that sometimes, man, people can get comfortable in they in they uh in their success. That's what I did. That's truly what the fuck I did. I became comfortable in my success. So that's why me doing this podcast was such a big deal because it's like I'm actually now I'm doing something that's for me. Yeah, when you get comfortable with success, you a lot of times you're not living in the moment. Sometimes you just love the shit passing you by. You're not taking chances on you're not taking the uh the chances at certain opportunities in life because you comfortable. I became in, in 2021 outside the podcasting, I started tapping into my hustling mentality again because for a few years I started to fall off. You know what I'm saying? I started to be comfortable with just getting that that that, that nice-ass check. I knew what that check was going to do for me. I knew I could make that shit work. I was good. But it's like, nah, fuck that. I said, nah, fuck that. I'm getting back on my mother for me, Grizzly. If the grind don't stop on the podcast, the grind don't stop in real life. Now, whether it's that get another job, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, finding other ways to make ends meet, other, uh, bring other revenues and money. It don't matter what the fuck it is. I made the shit happen, so I was proud of that as well. But like I said, when people get comfortable in their success, that shit can have pros and can have cons. Sometimes you got no one to stop, and sometimes you really got no one to fuck to keep going. So for my uncle to tell me that, you know what I'm saying, me doing this and having a positive impact on his life, that shit really made me feel good, bro. But that's why I do that shit to people on the podcast. That's why I bring the guests on here to have these conversations with you guys and give them their flowers and make sure I express to them just how dope they fucking are. I wasn't lying to Bilal. I wasn't lying to Savage. I wasn't lying to Champ. I wasn't lying to Big Glitch. I wasn't lying to Bree Bucks. I wasn't lying. And, I, and, and truly, I don't, and truly, I didn't give a fuck how it came off. Some people said I was nut, uh, nut riding. I was dick riding. I was flirting. When it's never the case with that. It's just me making sure I let these people know. Nah, my nigga, I see you. <laughs> fuck all the bullshit. I see. What's the picture that's going around? Meek Mill and Lil Baby and, and, and Jada ass, whatever the fuck her name is, flying around the helicopter. Why do I know that? <laughs> Why? <laughs> but it's like, with all that shit going viral, I see you though. And, it's, and as long as I got a platform, I'm going to continue to see you. And I'm going to continue to make sure other motherfuckers see you. So it was big for me to bring them on, man, and do that, man. This podcast has just been phenomenal. Like I said, that the energy around it has been sensational. The steps we've been making, the strides we've been making um, towards success and towards greatness has been, you know what I'm saying, nothing short of phenomenal. Um, so once again, I just want to say shout out to y'all, man. It's it, it just been great. The the, the 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 flow, you know what I'm saying, the flow with the podcast, is everything has been, the growth, is everything has just been, you know what I'm saying, more than I ever could have imagined. I'm not even going to lie to you. It could have been more than I ever could have imagined. And I'm just happy that it's essentially something I tapped in and started doing, man. So once again, I want to say shout out to everybody, you know what I'm saying? It's around the way that we tapped in during these conversations. Man, I truly appreciate all that shit, bro. I truly motherfucking me do. Um, which leads me to 2022. You know what I'm saying? Now, 2022, bro, I'm not going to say much. Um, but I am going to say that in 2022, man, there's going to be a lot of changes made to the podcast. Um, some may like it. Some may not like it. 
at this point in time, it was always part of the plan. So it is what it is type shit. But there's going to be some major, major announcements coming very, very soon um, towards this podcast. And I ho- hopefully you guys are um, open to it. Um, I do know sometimes when you start something and you and people get used to it, like so we're 73 weeks in, guys. Like this is some shit that's like we've been we dead, we getting closer to two years into this shit, into this audio adventure, into this visual adventure, this visual escape from the bullshit. We get very close to being two years into this. But everybody's been tapped in since day motherfucking one. Uh, so the changes may rub some people the wrong way, but the changes will be made and they are very motherfucking me necessary. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, so with the with those announcements coming very soon, I'm very excited to see where this podcast goes, bro. I'm very excited about the equipment that's going to be um, used on this podcast. I'm very excited about the people that I'm going to be tapped in with uh, to help get these things done uh, for the podcast to help me network and branch off uh, with you know possible recording studios or possible photographers and things of that nature. Man, the shit is just going to be phenomenal, bro. Like it's, 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 I called myself the other day. You know, so I was in the shower, bro. And it just hit me like, like all the ideas that I have for the podcast over from from the last four to five years, a lot of them shits is checked off already because I've already done it. I've already touched on certain topics. I've already opened up to you guys more than I've opened up to anybody in my motherfucking life. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I truly, I truly can't wait for this podcast to reach more people just so they can understand what the fuck we doing over here just so they can see how special this shit is because i don't think people understand bro like and i'm not trying to i'm gonna get off i'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, i'm gonna get off this shit because i don't really feel like you know what i'm saying being on some some cocky shit because I'm, I'm that's not where i'm trying to go with this and i'm truly not trying to wrap the year up like that <laughs> but i've been listening to podcasts bro for five to six years type shit like, I was listening to Joe Budden shit when it was Al Nanny's podcast late. You know, so I was listening to Charlemagne and Andrew Schultz shit years ago when they first started the shit. Listen to Joe Rogan them years, all that shit years ago, fam. And I can honestly say, fam, all that shit dope. Don't get it twisted. All that shit's for night. They they are the big fish. They are the examples of they are setting the the, the, the standard, you know, it's in the blueprint on how to make it. But I can honestly say, bro, my shit is different. <laughs> like, my shit is truly different. I'm not even, like, that's how I know. I, that's how I know I'm doing the right. My shit is truly different. I can't find somebody's shit that's like this. And I'm not trying to be like nobody. I, I truly, I'm not trying to be like nobody. I'm trying to be me at all times. And that's the hardest part of, that's the hardest part about this shit. Like, I don't even think content creators be saying it. Like, the hardest part about this content creating shit is being yourself. Like, my, I used to think, being real was the just being real was the easiest shit in the world. That's the hardest shit to do, fam. That's the hardest shit to do once you once you tap in and into a different space. When you start tapping into different markets and trying to make money, being real is some of the hardest shit you can ever do in the world. Because being real don't sell. <laughs> being real is not what motherfuckers is looking for. Motherfuckers ain't looking for you to be real. Motherfuckers is looking for you to do what the next motherfuckers doing. Motherfuckers are looking for you to bring exactly what they want. It's hard for motherfuckers to stay genuine and be themselves through and through. Through and through. It's hard for motherfuckers to do that because they know it's the, it's a it's a quicker way to get to where they're trying to go. So it's, it's hard, bro. As this content creating shit goes on, it's hard to stay authentic, bro. It was it's hard for me to 
just stay me. That's the hardest part about doing this shit. I can easily, bro. I can easily bring, bro. I can. Let me say this. I'm gonna say this real fast because I, niggas, I, I want niggas to stop hitting me up saying this. I could easily, fam, bring in five bitches, five women. I can easily bring in five women on this podcast and have them talk about all the dicks they suck, all 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 the niggas they all the niggas they they they, they talk crazy about in the group chat. I can easily have that shit happen, bro. I'm not interested. <laughs> I don't want to know about this bitch. I'm I'm hitting on the low. The nigga, the, the other nigga, she fucking and sucking, bitch. Ew, <laughs> bitch, you play. <laughs> Get your ass out of here. <laughs> but I don't. I, I just I, I can easily do that, fam. But we do have ladies' nights coming very motherfucking me soon, bro. That's gonna be that, that's a sneak peek into you know what I'm saying. The the, the the one of the announcements that's gonna be coming up very soon. The ladies' night episodes, but I'm gonna have I'm gonna have. At least I'm gonna try to do live streams and shit like that. Fuck, let me just let me get some of these out the way for y'all, man. Fuck it. We're gonna have ladies' nights editions of this podcast. We're gonna have OG editions of this podcast where I bring on some people that I, that really influenced me growing up. I'm gonna have all of them come on the podcast. We're gonna have those. We're gonna have, like I said, ladies' nights, the OG editions, the weekly live streams. We're gonna have the fucking giveaways. We're gonna have the motherfucking me meet and greets. We're gonna have all that shit. I'm mean, look. <laughs> I'm not playing no more, fam. We gonna have, we gonna have. I'm gonna start tapping in with my niggas that be making shirts and shit. I'm gonna, once I get this new logo printed out for you guys, we gonna try to get some merch out for you guys. Look, I'm not playing no more because I look, I'm not playing. <laughs> I know too many motherfuckers getting to it, bro. I'm not motherfucking be playing, man. So 2022, all that shit was a, a long winded motherfucking me way of me saying I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I can't wait to bring this shit to you guys, man. This shit has been phenomenal. 2021 has been great. Hopefully, it's been great to you guys. Once again, I want to say shouts. Everybody's been tapped into this audio adventure, man. Everybody's watching this visual escape from the bullshit. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank you. Fucking thank you, man. <laughs> um, moving on, man. God damn, Hatch. <laughs> God damn, nigga. <laughs> I know it's a nigga somewhere saying, hey, yo, my man. <laughs> Hey yo, my man, <laughs> move the fuck on. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> I came across earlier, man. I came across this documentary of uh Suge Knight. What was it called? Last Man Standing or some shit on stars. And um, obviously on past episodes, I came here and I talked about how how many more motherfucking me Tupac and Biggie stories movies we gonna get. Like, damn, nigga, how many times are you going to try to make money off the dead? But I watched the Suge Knight one because, you know, Suge Knight not dead. <laughs> and I was kind of hoping it was the one that was being produced by Nick Cannon. But it ain't. <laughs> but it ain't. But it was kind of interesting to see. You know, it wasn't shit that we didn't, that motherfuckers don't already know about Suge Knight, uh, about Biggie, about Tupac. But it, it made me really think about Tupac. And When this, this Tupac nigga, man. <laughs> well, first of all, rest in peace, bro. Whenever you talk about the dead, you just gotta say rest in peace. I guess it's the right thing to do. <laughs> but with this Tupac nigga, man, it's he's he's the wildest case for me. Like I don't get him. Like no, I get him. I don't get people that 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 really 
ride for him the way they do. Not grand. I get the whole Brenda had a baby. You know what I'm saying? I get that shit. I get that. You know what I'm saying? Music touches many souls. Art is art. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully one day my my art can touch people in, in, in some some 25% of the way it, Tupac art affected people. I'll be straight. Hopefully my shit can go that way. But the, for the people that always be talking about how gangster Tupac was, how he was a thug and all that good shit, I don't see that when I see Tupac, fam. Like, we gave Tupac a pass, bro, for some fuck nigga shit. Like, niggas be, niggas be getting on, like, what was it, Takashi? Niggas was getting mad at Takashi for joining the Bloods in his 20s. Like, niggas over the years been getting straight shit for joining gangs in their 20s and shit like that. That's exactly what the fuck Tupac did. Tupac joined a gang at 25 years old, fam. <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> like Tupac went was a nigga that went to fucking Juilliard. Not not specifically Juilliard, but a fucking one of those type schools. The nigga you see the interviews from him when he was 17, the shit he was talking about, the shit he was rapping about when he first came out, being a backup dancer in digital underground. Like when you see all that shit, and then you just fast forward to the nigga that was the the nigga that he was when he died, it's like, fam, something's no, something's off here. And I'm not saying nigga had a mental problem. No, this nigga was putting on the front. And the only reason why I'm comfortable, I feel comfortable with saying that is because everybody that I've ever any interview I've ever seen of anybody that was close to Tupac, anybody you would give a fucking you you would straight deem them credible, they all say the same shit. Tupac was not a gangster. Like I, I felt like that looking at Tupac. I'm like, this nigga not a gangster. Like, I'm not saying because a nigga was a backup dancer or a nigga went to an acting school or because a nigga, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh was talking about some, some, some smart shit as a child that he wasn't, he couldn't have been tough. I'm not saying that at all. Trust me, I'm not saying that shit at all. I'm not trying to say Tupac was pussy. I'm not saying nigga was pussy at all. By any means am I saying that. But what I'm saying is he wasn't a gangbanger. He wasn't, he wasn't the nigga that he was acting like he was. Like he, I, it's, it's, it's clear as day that that wasn't him. It's clear as fucking day. But it's like for me, the people that always be, that be championing Tupac, they don't be really talking about the brand that got a baby shit. They don't be really talking about the, him really trying to stick up for black people type shit. They be talking about the death row days. They be talking about, the thug Tupac. And I'm like, Tupac's not a fucking gangster. He's not. Like, there, there wasn't shit gang. Everything that I seen about Tupac, that Tupac was a follower. That's every everybody, everybody that in these interviews that was close to Tupac, they all say the shit. He was a follower. They all say how that nigga was a very nice guy, a very nice dude. But if the man that Suge Knight walk in the room, he'd flip a switch and turn to some totally different nigga. Or that when he got with death row, he was some totally different nigga. How one day I know where he got a fucking uh, Ma Paru tattoo. Uh, one day I know where a nigga got a fuck. He dressed in all red now. He wearing red bandanas. Before that, the nigga was wearing blue bandanas with Snoop Dogg in them. And it's like, when I see shit like that, I identify with that because I know niggas that be doing that shit in regular life. And we call them bitch ass niggas. We clown them niggas. But it's like niggas just gave Pac a pass because what? Because he can he put the words together? Because he was a rapper? 
If that's the case, then cool. But we can't act like this nigga wasn't there on some fuck nigga shit. We can't act like he wasn't. I know a nigga wrote Brenda Got a Baby. I know a nigga wrote, he wrote Dear Mama. But that's the same nigga that turned around and joined the gang at 25. That's the same nigga that turned around and got the role as Bishop. And niggas started saying he started acting like Bishop in real life. Niggas weren't saying Tupac was like that before then. Niggas was not saying that. Like it's it just it's crazy to me. Like it just we gave him, we gave Tupac a straight pass. And I'm not trying to, <clears throat> I'm not trying to call for niggas to start bashing Tupac since now he dead and shit like that. Trust me, I'm not. And I ain't even trying to say stop looking at him the way you look at him. It's just an observation for me. Like yo, fam, this nigga was on some fuck nigga shit. Like niggas like that, I call clowns. If you if you if you join a gang in your twenties, you're a clown. You're a pussy. You're a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're all, you're you're all of the motherfucking above. You're 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 a straight bitch, Bucko. You're not that guy, buddy. You're not that guy. <laughs> That's clear evidence that you knew you weren't that guy. <laughs> if you join a gang at 25, that's clear evidence you knew you weren't that guy. <laughs> that's that's as clear as motherfucking day. So it just it, it's just wild to me. And then like the even the way he died, you know what I'm saying? The incident that led to his death. That's a clear case of a nigga that's getting into some street shit that's not a street nigga. If he was a street nigga, he would have knew that a nigga Orlando was a shooter. Everybody else knew because them niggas were street niggas. When nigga, when you when you jump into some shit that ain't got nothing to do with you because you're trying to put on for your homeboys, you're trying to look down for the homeboys, that's clown shit. Like, I, I tell my... I know niggas in real life that do clown shit. My homeboys, when they do clown shit, I tell them they doing some clown shit. I don't just be like, nah, that's, that's, that's such and such. He cool. That's my nigga. He cool. No. When you do clown shit, I tell you you're doing clown shit. And Tupac was doing some clown nigga shit. So that's uh, just watching that just watching that documentary. It just made me finally say, fuck it. I'm going to come on the podcast and say it because I'm my uncle, who I talked about earlier in the podcast. Excuse me. He's a big Pac fan. Obviously, anybody over motherfucking me 20, 25, 25 is a huge Pac fan. Anybody over 25 is a huge Pac fan. So when I, I tell him all the time, like, fam, I don't look at Pac the way you look at Pac. Like, Pac was just a rapper to me. Like, he talked about some dope shit. Like, the shit he talked about, I fuck with. But I know when it, when a nigga flipped the switch. Like, we always get on other rappers' case about um, when they get when they get caught doing shifts to sell records. Pac did the shit nobody gave a fuck. Like, I, 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 you go watch that documentary. Niggas that was close to Pac, nigga that grew up with Pac, they all say, bro, that shit he was sending all eyes on me and that that apocalyptomy, whatever the fuck that album was called. They was like, that wasn't Pac. They was like, he did. They was like, that nigga probably was hurting saying them lyrics because they was like, that was not him. He was doing that shit because he had to sell records. So it's like we get on every motherfucking other rapper's case. But Tupac. Everybody else but Tupac. It's the wildest shit to me, bro. I, I'm truly, I, I, I truly just sit back in, in, in amazement sometimes. Because that's another case. That's another clear example to me that sometimes, bro, it don't it, it, it truly don't matter what the fuck you did. It only matters about who you are. <laughs> like it truly only matters about who you are. Certain motherfuckers get away with doing certain shit. Like it just it just depends on who the fuck you are. 
and how if motherfuckers like you enough. If motherfuckers like you enough, they let you get away with any motherfucking thing. And they let Tupac get away with being a fucking Juilliard acting ass nigga who could put rhymes together, who can rap about uh, Black Panther shit. They let this nigga t- turn cold turkey and uh, do a fucking 180, start getting thug life tattoos, and my Paru tattoos, and start claiming bloods at 25 years old. <laughs> That's the wildest shit in the world to me. Nigga joined the gang at 25 years old. That you're not that guy, buddy. You're not that guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but one thing I did, one one other piece of information that I got earlier today, as I even after I watched that documentary about the Tupac shit, he was trending on Twitter about one of his one of his uh, former girlfriends. <laughs> it's just so fucked up. One of his former girlfriends is auctioning off, she's selling a poem. That Tupac wrote her. And shit like that, bro. <laughs> I just be thinking, like, imagine pouring your heart out to a bitch. <laughs> imagine pouring your heart out to a chick. You want some intimate shit. <laughs> and then once you die, she sell that shit. <laughs> like, she ain't really give a fuck about you, bro. Like, like well, at a certain point in time, when do motherfuckers think about that? Like, this nigga, like, he truly wrote this to you, spilling his heart out to you, talking about he want to be with you. How he wants you to be the love of his life type shit. But now that he dead and gone, you think it's cool to sell this shit off? You try to make some money off the shit? <laughs> hey, it's wild as fuck. And I ain't gonna, I'm not even saying I wouldn't do the same thing. Like, she trying to sell shit for like $95,000. Like, the motherfucker that buys a Tupac point for $95,000, you, that's some, that's, that's beyond super fan. That's just a nigga with a ticket that's just buying it because he got the bag. Because that point wasn't even that dope. That's just some shit you say you got. And she trying to sell that shit for, for $95,000? Okay, bitch. <laughs> okay, bitch. <laughs> but it's just, it just, it just, it's crazy. You know, it just, it just, it goes into the whole, that goes into the, the entire um, people being enamored with Tupac and Biggie Smalls. Uh, and sometimes I still try to think about why. I still try to think about why do people still care so much? And truly, I think because I truly think the only reason why I think about that because obviously we know, like I said, they they two they two huge artists, you know. So they 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 <coughs> excuse me, they were phenomenal, you know. what I'm saying musicians, they touch a lot of people with their art. But it just it just I look at things like that, like she motherfuckers trying to profit off the dead type shit. Like when you try and sell a poem that somebody dead wrote you. For $95,000, you just trying to get it come up off the dead, off that person's name. When I see all these documentaries every motherfucking me, every two weeks about who killed Tupac, who killed Biggie, what murders unsolved. Like every motherfucking me two weeks, bro, it's a new documentary, a new TV show, a new spinoff of this whole Tupac and Biggie shit, new movie. Like I always just circle back to how many times and how long. Is people gonna really profit off the dead? Like, I, I I be wanting to know how much um, royalties and you know some percentages point percentage points that his they family be having off that shit because something is really telling me besides those movies that's like strictly where they come into the family type shit. I don't think Tupac and Biggie families getting a penny from that shit, and that's the saddest part about all that shit. Now, when you see all this money being made, all this money being generated off two dead men that's been dead for 25 motherfucking years, 
what yeah 25 years bro tupac died 96 man like tupac died 96 biggie died what 11 months or 18 months after that some shit some wild not too soon after that. i mean not too long after that biggie died these niggas been dead for 24 25 years dog like these niggas been dead and it's been so much money generated off them dudes bro like i'm talking about hundreds maybe probably even billions at this point who knows what how much the movies did at the box office who knows what the shows generate and revenue you know some ad sales and motherfucking me uh what the producers and shit got paid the cuts the actors got paid it's so much money and so much revenue being generated off these two dead men for a quarter fucking century and i really feel like nobody's giving a dime of that shit to the family they say Tupac died with a few high in his bank account, dog. <laughs> like, it, 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 it's, it's truly a fucked up situation, bro. It truly fucking is, bro. I do encourage everybody to go check out that documentary on uh, Suge Knight, uh, Last Man Stand, I believe it's called, on Stars, man. Go check that shit out, bro, just to get a, some insight on what the fuck was really going on with that nigga Suge Knight. Because he was another nigga they were saying he wasn't even a gangbang. He just, once he started getting money, and nigga just started turning gangster, and he started wearing red with his homeboy. I guess, bro. <laughs> Any nigga that, that joined a gang and they a grown-ass man, you're a clown, bro. I don't give a fuck how much money you get. That is truly how hatch feels. <laughs> Real shit. Uh, moving on, man. <sighs> this hurt my heart, man. It's like on like a crime, man. Let's get to Kareem, man. Is Kareem taking more shots at LeBron, bro? Is he just salty at the inevitable? You know, man, Kareem has been saying, he's been making a few statements on LeBron lately. Uh, the whole COVID shit. He, he real big on making sure LeBron don't say shit negative about COVID. He was mad at LeBron for doing the I got big balls dance after he hit a big three. He just been saying, he been making a lot of comments on Braun, saying goats don't do this, don't do that. You're supposed to be bigger than this. And it's like, it's just weird to me that now that Kareem is saying all this shit, <laughs> now it's pretty obvious that if Braun just stay healthy, he going to break that shit. He had another phenomenal fucking game tonight, even though they fucking lost against the Memphis Grizzlies, which I knew they was, unfortunately. Um it's interesting to see Kareem do this because I never looked at Kareem as this type of dude. Uh, I know when Kobe was on pace for before he tore his Achilles, I never heard Kareem say shit like this. Uh, maybe because he wasn't as, as close as Braun. Uh, but it just feel like he getting salty because Braun is going to break his record. I truly feel like Kareem felt like that record would never be broken. A lot of people did. I truly felt they would. I truly felt they would. Once I seen Kobe go down, I truly didn't think the record would ever be broken. Even when I seen KD uh, tear his Achilles, I'm like, oh, that, that record would never be broken. Uh, and to see LeBron just steady giving these 35, 37, 39 points, and, and he turned 37 tomorrow. Uh, so once, uh, happy birthday, LeBron, once this episode drops. To see him still doing that, I think Kareem even sitting back like, what the fuck? <laughs> Niggas already don't look at me as a great, the greatest player of all time, which they should. I do. I got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the greatest basketball player to ever live. From high school, collegiate, and to what he did in the pros, it's unmatched. It's unmatched. Nigga never lost in high school, never lost in college. He couldn't even – they didn't even let him dunk in college. That's how unfair. They didn't even let that man dunk in college. And then he came over to the NBA and killed niggas. He got the same amount of rings as Jordan. 
And he got the MVPs, the match. He got all that shit. And he was the greatest scorer of all time. He got the only unstoppable movement in NBA history. But it's like with Kareem, he's like, damn, for niggas not even calling me the greatest of all time, at least I had that record. <laughs> at least niggas always had to say, I'm the all-time leading scorer. If that shit get broken, but well, oh, Kareem will feel a way about this. He got to. If you already don't look at me as the GOAT, <laughs> I'm going to get mad when you do take away my only motherfucking oh, uh, uh, acknowledgement of greatness that y'all got from, that y'all give me. He got to be salty about that. I don't give a fuck who you are. And I think it's truly showing right now. Because any little thing he can really take a jab at LeBron on, he does it. And it's, and it's becoming way more frequent. It ain't some shit where it's like once a season. He just said at least three to four things the last month alone. Like, dude just been saying shit. And I be trying to make sure it's like direct quotes from Kareem. These be coming straight from Kareem. And I, don't, I ain't heard LeBron, you know what I'm saying, respond to this shit. I don't really think you should, I don't really think you can. Like, as a basketball enthusiast and, and as one of, as the face of the NBA, as a Laker, you know what I'm saying, somebody that at this point in time, if LeBron win one more ring, Maybe not even win one more. If he break this record as a Laker, he'd probably be remembered more as a Laker than anything. Because he'd have been with the Lakers. He's going to be with the Lakers for, what, at least three more years? That'd be longer than any other. His team with the Lakers would be longer than any other team. It'd probably match the first thing in Cleveland, but he didn't want a ring in Cleveland. He won a ring with the Lakers, and he's going to break the scoring championship uh, as a Laker. Like, come on, my nigga. He'd fuck around and be remembered as a Laker more than anything. The Laker, then the Heat. Then, you know what I'm saying, Cavs as well. But uh, he's he going to be retired as a Laker. So I just think at, at, at wearing all those hats, he can't say shit to Kareem. And I think he – I'm pretty sure Bron know where this shit coming from. Like, he know all oh, that nigga getting saucy. He know, he know I'm coming for his ass. Ain't, ain't nobody, ain't nobody uh, immune to being salty. <laughs> I tell you that motherfucking much. So it's just it, – it's, it's weird. It, it is weird to see. I didn't expect that coming from Kareem. Uh, but it just lets me know that that nigga watching, he watching the scoreboard and, and the stat sheet just like every motherfucking me body else, bro. Real motherfucking me talk. Um, I do want to say this, you know what I'm saying? I do want to say this real fast before we before we move on, because <laughs> I seen it. I seen a uh, I seen a, uh, a question and it was going, it was floating around talking about what would be more impactful for LeBron's legacy. Um, to win another ring or to uh, break the scoring break the scoring record, and I honestly feel like breaking the scoring record would do more for LeBron James' uh, legacy than another ring. Just because I honestly feel like if he wins another ring, that won't get him closer to the Jordan debate. I, I truly don't think it will, just because I feel like. People are too dug, and they the people that's dug that's down that hill, they're already on that hill, and they not budging for nothing. But I truly feel like if LeBron break the all time scoring record, I don't really think it's too much to really talk about at that point in time, because at this point in time, no each generation the championships get lower and lower for the nigga who got the most. Bill Russell had eleven, Jordan got six, Kobe got five, Kobe and Magic got five, even though. Magic was before Jordan, but Bill Russell got 11, Jordan got six, uh, Tim Duncan and Kobe got five. And if, if Bron tap out with four, fam, that's that's right on par. <laughs> like, 
that's truly right on par. That's right on par with the competitive the competitiveness of the league. That's right on par with his dominance of making it to ten straight finals. That that like that's that's there. So it's like I honestly think him breaking the Kareem's record would like shut a lot of shit up because like, he got all the records and he got four rings and he got four MVPs and he got the Olympic gold medals. You know what I'm saying? It's like at a certain point in time, it's like. And his longevity was, what, 18 years? If you don't want to count his first year, his longevity was 18 years, fam. <laughs> but I truly think that that record would do a lot for LeBron's legacy. And I think he know that. I think he know him wearing another ring. He's still going to be less than Jordan. So it's like, motherfuckers still going to be like, Jordan got six. But even at least like, Jordan ain't got 36, 37, 38,000 motherfucking points either, motherfucker. <laughs> I truly feel like that. <laughs> um. But moving on, man. The question of every content creator, man, is what the fuck is a stream? <laughs> what the fuck is a stream, man? I talked about it on past episodes. Because um, <laughs> it's like when, when you're not a content creator, you, you truly don't trip off, you know what I'm saying, stream. You just see niggas' numbers and be like, oh, that's their numbers. Like, it's, if niggas got 100,000 views, Niggas sit there and be like, oh, it's been 100,000 people that watched that. No, <laughs> it's not like that at all, my nigga. <laughs> it's not like that at fucking all. Um, T-Pain, he dropped he dropped uh, a picture that on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Shit went viral. Got everybody talking about it. Brought the conversation back up about streams. Um, and for streaming platforms, you know what I'm saying? To make $1, this shit, to make $1 from these streaming platforms, this is how many streams they need. So for Amazon Music to make one dollar, they need two hundred and forty-nine streams. For one dollar, they need two hundred and forty-nine streams. Apple Music, they need one hundred and twenty-eight. Title Music, they need seventy-eight. Napster, they need fifty-three. Uh, Deezer, never heard of Deezer. I don't know what the fuck that is, but they need one hundred and fifty-six. Pandora, seven hundred and fifty-two. YouTube Music, one thousand two hundred and fifty. Spotify, three hundred and fifteen. They need all that shit for a dollar. For each streaming platform, they need those, they, they need to hit those number of streams to make one dollar. Like that's nuts. <laughs> and the reason why I really bring it up because nigga, I ain't I don't make music. I ain't dropping no monthly mixtape no time soon. But I did say I'm I drop a two-song EP after the 100 episode. I did say I'd do that, bro. I, and I, I'm I'm I stick to my word with that, man. After, after the hundred episode, I'm gonna drop a two-song EP just for the monthly friends of the show, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the reason why I brought it up again on the podcast is because you know, as, as a as a once as a as a once upon a time a long time Joe Budden um listener on his podcast, he was a big advocate of it. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck is a stream? Like how many streams make a stream? Like how long do you need to listen to make a stream? All that bullshit. And I felt him because even as a listener, I was like, yeah, nigga, as a as just in business, nigga, that's some important shit to know. And I was, you know, thinking about getting into this field. And once I got in this field, bro, that's why I really never trip off the views and shit like that. It's, it's nice to, to see the shit. You want to have a nice amount of views, but I never truly trip off because I know whatever they saying is there, it's, it's more. Because as you see, you need 249 of these motherfuckers just to make a dollar. But they don't, they're not telling you what exactly makes a stream. A stream isn't just every time you click on it. I see some shit to where a stream is um, after some shit has been listened to 10 times. 
some shit got this to 10 times for it to be considered one stream. So if you got a hundred streams <laughs> and your shit got this to 10 times, why motherfuckers can't automatically think your shit this to a hundred thousand times? You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, what the fuck is a stream? And that's I think as a content creator, that's some of the most that's some of the most uh that shit angers me the most and angers content creators the most because with the money that's coming into this shit, people really don't know what the fuck, how much money they missing out on. Now, I mean, I, I want to say this, you know, I want to make this loud and clear. Podcasting, 99% of people that make podcasts don't make no money off their podcast, fam. And I'm not talking about, you know, a little ad money, you know what I'm saying, with that. Even with generating ads and shit like that, with, with the ad money, with the streams, is it don't work with just 13 people. You need 13 streams to hit a mark and 13 people to your to your uh, episode. Now you hit that mark. No, fam. You need hella more than 13 to hit 13 streams. So it's, it's the wildest shit ever. And T-Pain talking about it on the music side of things where it's like musicians are being fucked and out, out of their art and out of their content and they being fucked out of all this money. It's the same thing for podcasters, fam. Podcasting ain't shit but the new music industry. And I don't want to say new music like it's taking over, but it's like it's the same model. It's, it's literally the same model. The system is the exact fucking same. So knowing that 99% of podcasters not even really get no money, not, not get no type of money off this shit. Think about that shit. Think about how, how many podcasters out there. How many niggas you really think is getting money off that podcast? Joe Rogan, <laughs> Joe Biden. The niggas with the network deals and shit like that. Them the only niggas that's making money off that shit. Niggas like me and regular niggas like, we ain't making no money off this shit, nigga. Nigga, this is me putting money into this shit to hopefully make money out off this shit one day. Like, that's 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 what niggas is doing. So when you see, who is that? Joe Budden. He put, new, he put his stats out today. Two million streams and shit like that. It's much more than two million streams. Like, just, just two million people it's, it's more than two, two million people clicking on that shit. Because what the fuck is a stream? <laughs> like it's, 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 just, it's so much that goes into making one stream that it lets you know how much money is truly being fucked over right now. It's so much money in this podcast shit that nobody knows what the fuck to do with it because they don't know exactly how much it is. It's just a lot. <laughs> like it's, it's just the, the only people that know that shit is Spotify. Is Apple Podcasts, is Amazon, Tidal, uh, Deezer, Pandora. You, they know what the fuck a stream is. They know the exact value of a stream. They're not going to release that information to the people, bro. I don't know that shit. Don't, there's, there's not a content creator out there that knows the exact numbers. There's not one. Niggas know their stats. Niggas know the stats that these people give them. I know exactly what Spotify gives. I know what Apple Podcasts give me. I know what uh, uh, I know what Audio Mac showed me. I got the numbers. I know what Anchor showed me. I know that shit, but I know that those aren't the exact. Those aren't the numbers that they looking at. The numbers they looking at is more than the shit they give me. That's just how the game go. And I gonna let you know how much you really eat. You know, that's just how the game motherfucking me go, bro. So it, is, it just it just speaks to what the fuck is a stream, man. <laughs> um, I came across some info, some um some information about Spotify. Spotify CEO, Spotify CEO Daniel Ek is worth $3.8 billion. Let me say that again for the people in the back, man. 
Spotify CEO, Daniel Eck. Let me see if I can put, let me see. My shit all cracked up. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. My shit all cracked up. I got to get a new phone, man. I'm going to finally get a new phone, but I didn't drop this shit too many times, man. But Spotify CEO Daniel Eck is worth $3.8 billion. He literally sells music other people create and pays them virtually nothing. Like, I, I, we, I just broke down the chart for y'all. What is it, Spotify, you need to make 315 streams to make a dollar? You need 315 streams to make $1 on Spotify. And Spotify CEO Daniel Eck is worth $3.8 billion. He ain't even like, this nigga ain't, I don't even know if he's the founder, but it don't say founder. It say CEO. This nigga's CEO and worth $3.8 billion. And all he do is sell other niggas' music. He don't make it. He don't make not one beat. He don't put a percussion on that motherfucker. He don't, he don't even get niggas water while they making the shit. He don't go get the donuts with the jelly. He don't do none of that shit, bro. Daniel Eck sells our shit. Daniel Eck got the platform where I put my podcast on that shit. Daniel Eck is worth $3.8 billion selling niggas pennies on multiple dollars. Not one. He giving you pennies on every $5 bill. On every, on every $5 bill, he giving their ass pennies. And he's worth 300, I mean $3.8 billion. He's he's never written a song in his life. And he's he's worth three times. He's three times richer than Paul McCartney, fam. Daniel fucking X. Shout out to you, nigga. <laughs> Shout out to Daniel X. I'm not hating at all. I'm just letting all I'm letting the people know out there, like, this is what content creators have to go through. And I ain't complaining about the shit. Well, I am complaining about the shit, but it's like. I'm so new into the shit where it's like I'm aware of what's going on. Where I, I can't really, I can't see myself making some mistakes that other people has made because I, I'm, I'm privy to this information, and I want to make sure y'all are too because I know there's niggas out there want me that want to make podcasts. Y'all be reaching out to me, hit me up, and shit like that. Do that shit, but don't get into this shit thinking that oh, I got a thousand followers on Instagram or a thousand followers on Twitter, a thousand followers on Facebook. If I get a thousand views, nigga, I'm eating. It don't work like that, buddy. <laughs> it don't work like that, dog. You get money when you popping, popping. When you sign a when you sign a deal or some shit. When your shit start bringing them millions of views, them hundred thousand views and shit, you gonna get some money off that. It ain't gonna be no life changing money. Not no hundred thousand. Nah, it ain't gonna be no life changing money. Nah, you still have a job. <laughs> You have a job, bro. <laughs> or if not, you're gonna be you check check on YouTube. <laughs> Same shit. <laughs> but it's just funny to me. You know what I'm saying? As, as, as a content creator, as as as, as artists, you musicians, motherfuckers go through so much shit, and motherfuckers go through so much of not knowing where all their money at, not having all they what, what's due to what's rightfully owed to them. Motherfuckers go through so much, fam. And you look up and this nigga's like Daniel A. <laughs> Who ain't who ain't wrote not one bar? Who ain't putting not one hook together? He ain't putting not one beat here, not one beat there. Not called nobody no to hook up no producers with no artists. But he getting all the money off these niggas' music, all the money off these niggas' music. That's some wild ass shit, bro. <laughs> That's some wild ass shit. <laughs> um, 
We got, man. Moving on, bro. We got some quick hits when we get the fuck about this motherfucker, bro. Uh, yeah, bro. Let me get this quick. Let me, uh, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is back. Now, I told you he's going to come back. I talked about on the podcast when he came out and, you know, did the whole, he went live on Instagram live and shit like that. I was saying a whole bunch of fucking nothing. I told him he was just setting it up to, to when he do come back, he don't, he, he don't like a hypocrite. Um. I'm interested. I'm be honest with you. When he wasn't playing, I really didn't think about him at all. But I am interested just to see some good basketball, some entertaining basketball. Uh, I know a lot of people pick my homeboy. He he putting money down the nets already, and they go win the finals. I don't know. I truly don't know how this part time shit gonna work. Like you gotta hope that you don't go to a game seven on the road. You gotta hope that uh, a big game isn't won on the road early in the series. You know, so you gotta hope that the chemistry isn't thrown off. Like you got niggas like Kev, uh, James Harden who the last two games he's been balling because he's been out there by himself. But we was out there with KD. He wasn't looking good. He was looking like, hey, he's looking like OKC James Harden. That wasn't good enough. And then you talking about bringing Kyrie Irving in, he's just going to play on the, on the road. So what, you going to tell James Harden, turn it up at home? You already see how that worked. <laughs> so it's like, it's going to be interesting to see. I still got, you know what I'm saying, defending champs. They're looking pretty good with, with Giannis. They're defending champs. So you got to at least... Give them the give them the 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 uh the 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 you gotta give them the potential to beat them niggas because they beat them last year. I don't give a fuck if, they, if uh James Harden's hobble. Don't get on the court, bitch. You hop on that court, nigga. You look healthy to me. You healthy enough. <laughs> you laced them up. You ain't you hurt. You ain't you and you you hurt. You ain't injured. Everybody hurting out there. That nigga Giannis dislocated his knee and came back two days later in the finals. So shit happens, bro. You gotta play through that shit. But I, I am interested to see. Like I said, I got, I got the Bucks still until they until they prove me otherwise. They just fall out and tank out. Giannis made me a believer. Every, AD really made me a believer. Giannis, Giannis, I knew Giannis was Giannis, but AD really made me a believer. Giannis, it was dis, it was just disrespectful to ever even put him on the same same conversation as Giannis. To be honest with you, it was just disrespectful as fuck to Giannis. Giannis deserves better. <laughs> he deserves better. <laughs> But it is interesting to see Kyrie Irving back. He, he pulled it off. Nigga, the first part-time NBA player ever. He pulled it off. He pulled off the unthinkable type shit. So shout out to you for standing on something. That's one thing I always say, bro. It don't matter what it is, bro. If you stand for something, I can't do nothing but respect you. No matter if I agree with you or not, I can't do nothing but respect you. And it was never about me having a problem with him taking the vaccine, bro. I didn't give a fuck about that. It was about him leaving his brothers in arms on stuff. That's that's truly what I gave a fuck about. I gave a fuck about Kyrie Irving leaving James Harden, leaving Kevin Durant, leaving all those other guys on the roster with, with they with, with 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 looking like they ain't know what the fuck was going on. He brought all them niggas to Brooklyn. He did that shit. Niggas was going to New York Knicks. He convinced Kevin Durant to go to Brooklyn, as the reports say. So it's like with all that information going on, and he was doing the shit he was doing when it came to the bubble. All that shit just made me look at Kyrie Irving in a, in a total different fashion. I don't like drama queen ass niggas. I get I get enough of that shit from my bitches, bro. <laughs> I get enough of that shit from my bitches, bro. I don't, I don't accept drama king, drama queen ass niggas, bro. And that's that's what Kyrie Irving is. But when you stand for something, instead of like Aaron Rodgers lying about shit, age, uh, Antonio Brown lying about shit, when you actually stand for something, I can't talk shit, bro. I can only respect you and, and, keep, and keep you pushing. It don't impact me in no fucking way. Real talk. Um. What else, man? If we get the fuck up out here. Oh, the IRS. IRS is coming for that weed money, nigga. 
<laughs> the IRS, man. Um, reports that came out about the IRS, man. They uh, they released news talking about um, any income that was obtained from illegal activities like dealing drugs must also be claimed on your taxes, fam. <laughs> they watching your Insta stories, B. <laughs> they see you posting the Zaza packs. <laughs> they they watching you. They watching you, fam. They 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 got eyes on all you niggas, bro. You know it's fucked up, and they want you to claim the, the money that you that gram you just sold. They want you to put that on your ten forty, my boy. <laughs> they want you to straight. Uh, they want you to acknowledge that you selling drugs. And the fucked up part about it is, it's gonna be niggas that do that. You not you can't sit here and tell me that it, it ain't gonna be niggas that actually do that. It's too many niggas that's on that's on IG live and on Facebook live and shit on Snapchat. With a 30 round clip. It's, and that motherfucker got bodies on it. <laughs> it's too many niggas I know that's stupid. I know a lot of stupid niggas. And I know a lot of stupid niggas that sell weed. <laughs> I know a lot. It's like, it go hand in hand. It's like a lot of stupid niggas sell weed. Some way, somehow, them niggas picked up selling weed. And them niggas stupid as fuck. <laughs> I know a lot of them niggas. And I wouldn't put it past them to put that shit out on their taxes. Like, oh yeah, and I did make about. Five racks. <laughs> I made about five racks on the Kush on the Zaza. <laughs> I can only I can imagine you niggas, bro. The IRS trying to get all any stupid nigga by any time by any means necessary, bro. They truly motherfucking is, bro. That shit is, that's the fun, that's some of the funniest shit. When you when you combine that with the way the uh, the CDC acting right now, when you could when you put those two together, only in America, bro. <laughs> only in motherfucking America, b. <laughs> Uh, what we got? Cube, oh, yeah, Ice Cube, tired of the bullshit. Ice Cube, tired of the bullshit. Man. Ice Cube been taking slack for Chris Tucker not being on the Friday franchise since he ain't show up for next Friday. People been asking Cube about that shit since day motherfucking one, bro. But I, I've always heard the rumors about you know Ice Cube wasn't paying nobody no money to make Friday, and I always sat back and thought like, nigga, Friday wasn't supposed to be a hit. <laughs> Like if you if you just sit back and watch Friday, Friday was never supposed to be a hit. Like I truly I've heard Q talk about when he married Friday. He just made he was just making a movie. He didn't think it was gonna be what it was. Like I be motherfuckers be forgetting, like, bro, I was born in 95. I didn't even know Friday came out before 95 type shit. I literally thought Friday just came out in the 90s, probably late 90s type shit. It just as I grew up, I just watched it. Like, Friday's been out for damn 30 years, dog. Cube didn't know this movie was going to be a hood classic like that. He didn't know it was going to be. A, it's not. It's, it's bigger than a hood classic at this point. Nigga, everybody watched Friday. I know white people that love Friday. So it's like, when Cube say, he, Cube said it only took like $2.5 million to make that movie. That ain't shit in the movie making industry. Even in the 90s, fam. Even in the fucking 90s, 2.5 million to make a movie? That ain't shit. So it's like when you take that, you combine that with how it was just a movie, I don't see nobody really getting paid off that shit. He was saying, because, you know, Faze on Love be complaining about the shit. He was like, nigga, Faze on Love got paid for a day's work. <laughs> like, he didn't get paid for no, he got paid for a day's work. When you truly think about it, Faze on Love was only in Friday for like two scenes, my nigga. He was literally in Friday for like two scenes. How much money do you think you're gonna make off two scenes off a fucking off a fucking Ice Cube movie? 
Think about in the nineties, but like the first movie. What the fuck you think you finna make off that shit? Like honestly, what the fuck you think you finna make? This is the first Ice Cube movie. Come on, my nigga. <laughs> like niggas gotta stop the capping. But with the whole Chris Tucker shit, niggas was always sending Ice Cube. They didn't. They didn't want to pay Chris Tucker that money, and it kind of made sense because you know then you start seeing Ice Chris Tucker and uh Rush Hour and shit like that get hundred million dollar checks for that movie and shit like that. So it's like, why would he go back to Friday, nigga? If I'm getting $100 million to do Rush Hour, why the fuck would I come do a job for $5 million? Some shit like that. So it's like, Q been taking a lot of slack for that shit. I'm not going to lie. I always seen, I've always seen it growing up. Niggas was mad at Q for not having Chris Tucker in. Niggas was always saying they want Smokey to come back. Had Smokey and Day Day type shit. But Q had time. <laughs> Q had time the other day, bro. Q went on Twitter. Q was replying to motherfuckers. Q was like, he was like, that was a whole bunch of bullshit. <laughs> he was like, the reason why Chris Tucker did not come back into next Friday is because of religious beliefs. He said Chris Tucker told him that he didn't want to smoke and uh what was it smoke and cuss on camera due to his religious his religious beliefs. And I had heard that before, but I had never heard that from Tupac. Oh, not Tupac, Ice Cube. I never heard that from Cube. So it's like when Cube say that, because he also said that uh Chris Tucker was offered. 12.5 to do uh next Friday. Now, once again, 12 and a half million compared to 100 million. Come on, my nigga. <laughs> like, I wouldn't do I probably wouldn't did the shit either. But if that was if that was the movie that pro- that put me on, I about would have did it just to say I, I did that, That's the character that put me on type shit. Like, I gotta give Cube that solid. But he told Cube he ain't want to smoke and do that shit, smoke and cuss and shit like that on camera due to his religion. I mean. What the fucking Cube do? Like, Cube moved the fuck on it when he got Mike Epps and made Mike Epps a star. Like, what the fuck? Like, like I feel Cube to a certain... I feel Cube all the way. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I will say to a certain extent I feel him. But it's like... Nigga, if, if I'm offering you $12.5 million, you're not taking it. We ain't got shit to talk about. I mean, you can go worship whoever the fuck you worshiping, bro. This check is getting cashed by somebody. <laughs> Somebody finna get this bread, my nigga. If your if your guy don't want it, mine's do. <laughs> Mike Epps does, motherfucker. Fuck the bullshit. So I totally felt I totally felt cute. I just felt that was funny as fuck. He was truly going off on motherfuckers about that shit all day. Now, he wasn't just responding to one motherfucker. He was responding to hella people about that shit. He was trending on Twitter about that shit. Cube really had enough of the bullshit. <laughs> That's funny as a motherfucker, bro. Shit. <laughs> I ain't gonna fake it. <laughs> I think that's about it, fam. Yeah, fuck it. We getting out this motherfucker, bro. That's how we gonna end the year, bro. <laughs> um, fuck it. Let me let me say this before we get, before we wrap this motherfucker on up, bro. Um, last episode, two thousand twenty-one. Hell of a motherfucking year. Productive motherfucking year. Fast-paced motherfucking year. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, man, just because I felt like everybody's been tapped in on this audio adventure. Everybody's been tapped in on this visual escape from the bullshit. We've all grown together, fam. Like, y'all y'all seen me grow a lot. <laughs> like, I hate watching these videos and listening to this shit back because I be so embarrassed about the shit I be saying on this podcast, bro. But once I get that shit out of my system, bro, it does so much for me. 
it does so much for me just letting me know that I can get I can open up. I can let walls down. I can I can let motherfuckers actually know the real hatch. And by me doing that, it's people out there that's 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 seeing me lead by example, so to say. And they doing that shit as well in their everyday life. And it's really just building all the friends of the show to be some some strong motherfuckers, bro. Man, men and women. Shout out to all the ladies of the show, uh, lady, lady friends of the show. Uh, it is building us up. So it's like we've all grown together. Uh, <laughs> and I never really thought I'd be in a position to, to feel like that. You know, it's always had an idea. This, this is something I want to do, but you never truly know how it's going to play out. And it's still getting started. It's just getting started. It's nowhere near where I want, where I want it to be, the ultimate goal. But just to see them, the, the, the people. It can be few, a few people. It can be two people. They don't give a fuck to see even one person truly grasp. You know what I'm saying? The uh, the overall goal and objective of this podcast, and they, they get it, and they truly uh, they feel it, and it's and it's working for them. If it made me feel like I can never fail, bro. It truly did. It made me feel like I can never fail because I know it's motherfuckers out there that that's feeling like me. That look like me, that think like me, that talk like me, that want that that want to hear what the fuck I'm saying because they go through that shit and they don't know where else to go for it. <laughs> that, that's truly what the fuck it is. Niggas don't know where else to go for this shit. It's that real raw shit, fam. This is truly what the fuck this is. It's that real raw uncut shit. And niggas be wanting that shit, man. Niggas want this free game, bro. And I'm giving it to them. Um, but I just want to say, you know, shouts everybody around the world, bro. <laughs> Everybody around the world, my, all those countries I listed off earlier in the podcast, man, shout out to y'all. Uh, without y'all, man, I truly don't know what the fuck I'd be doing, man. I probably would have stopped doing this shit. Who knows, man? Uh, but I want to shout out to everybody that's tapped and joined the conversation, man. I truly love and appreciate all the support. Let's keep building this empire brick by motherfucking brick. Uh, make sure you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Maybe listen to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, audio, Mac, Anchor, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. We everywhere, man. We pulling the fuck up. You just make sure you there. <laughs> you just make sure you there, my nigga. Um, rate, review, subscribe everywhere, man. If you watch on the Until FN YouTube channel, what up? <laughs> Ring that bell, subscribe, drop a comment, all that good shit, man. Subscribe to the channel, y'all. Subscribe to the Until FN YouTube channel. Big announcements coming very, very, very soon. And always remember. To tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to join the conversation. <laughs> um, but it's all love these ways, man. You know how the fuck I give it up, man. Uh, never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main thing. Stay safe. Stay sharp. Stay sane. And I'll y'all in 2022, man. I'm out this motherfucker. You <laughs> We out this motherfucker, man. 2021. <laughs> Damn, this shit crazy, man. That shit wild as fuck. Bro. We step into 2022. Some fucking bosses, bitch. <laughs> I'm a boss, bitch. <laughs> we out this motherfucker, man. Peace. <laughs>